And also it's the beginning of an academic year and many of us are connected with schools um, or universities, um, either ourselves or through our children. And um, so we thought that this would be a good opportunity. So it's been about 18 months since we've last kind of reviewed stuff. Um, so it might be that you were here back um, a long time ago. I'm not even going to go there. Um, because of COVID all messed it up anyway. So um, we're going to do a, a review this morning. Um, I'm going to just share a few highlights. going to talk a bit about who we are and why we do what we do. Um, Pip's going to share a bit and Graham's going to share a bit. And then, um, and then just so that you know, next week we're going to be looking um, more specifically about what we think that God is asking of us for this coming year. So hopefully, um, if you're visiting, this will just give you an insight into who we are. If you're trying to work out if this would be the church that you want to call home, this will give you more of a flavor of who we are. Um, and then if you come next week as well, uh, you'll hear a little bit more. So um, over the last few weeks as I've been preparing this, um, it's been a real joy. Um, I've, been, I've been looking back at photos. There's going to be quite a few photos that come up. Just remembering some of the things that have gone on over the last 18 months or so. Um, if you've ever read any of the Old Testament, um, then there's a lot of, of God encouraging his people to remember, to remember when he has provided, to remember when he um, has freed them, when he has done significant things in their lives. And so partly this morning is about us remembering and remembering that God is faithful and it's to him be the glory, great things he has done in and through us as individuals, but also as a community. Um, and when we planted this church, um, we felt that God had invited us to build a kingdom community of worshippers back in 2011. And every year we asked that same question, God, are you still calling us? Because if he's not, then there's other things that we should be doing. If, if, it's not our, if we're not supposed to be building uh, this small expression of his hands and feet on earth, then he's got other things that we need to be doing. Again, it rem it's reminiscent of Exodus 33. You might have read it with Moses. Um, and he says to God, um, he's leading the people of Israel, we will not go unless your presence goes with us. Unless you are with us, we will not go. And we very much feel that um, as leaders in the life of this church, that unless this is God's invitation to keep doing this, then we don't want to do, to do it. Um, and that was... So we started 12 and a half years ago, and we do still believe that God is inviting us to build this worshipping community. Um, and for those of you that weren't here last week, Joe Morgan had a word uh, at the end of worship about heritage uh, and about generations being influenced by this community of believers, by us pursuing Jesus. Um, yeah, people were going to be influenced, and I believe that's true. Um, and as Shakespeare said in Midsummer Night's Dream, in a conversation between Helena and Hermia, she may be small, but she be fierce. And we, we aren't necessarily huge in number, um, but we know that God has called us and his presence is with us. And so the impact we can have is mighty because we serve the almighty God. So we're going to celebrate and thank God today uh, for his faithfulness to us. Our vision is to love God, love people, let's go. We love God uh, and we love people. We love our neighbors, ourselves. Taken directly from Jesus' words in Mark 12, 13, 31. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. And we have let's go at the end of our vision statement because of the invitation that's given to us in Matthew 28 in the Great Commission to go 
and make disciples. This is an active thing. So we want to be people, uh, we want everyone everywhere to know that they are loved by God and his people, by us. And that includes us. We need to know that we are loved by God wholly and completely and unconditionally. Because when we know that we are wholly and unconditionally and completely loved by God, it changes everything. And our mission, our mission statement is two sentences. They're quite long and wordy, but I'm going to read them. Uh, God has called us to be a growing community of people who love Jesus, love the Bible, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, seek to see his kingdom extended here in Chelmsford. In creative and accessible ways, we want to worship God with our whole lives as we make, train, and equip disciples, train up leaders, serve those with less than ourselves, and plant new churches as we live out the hope that captivates us. Now, God gave us those two sentences. We crafted them 12 and a half years ago. Um, we're gonna tw- we've tweaked them a little bit, and I'm going to talk about that next week. Um, but ultimately, um, are we doing what we set out to do? And I believe that we are. Um, so I'm going to briefly uh, look at unpacking those two sentences with what, what we, the journey we've been on over the last 18 months. So God has called us to be a growing community of people. To be honest, it wasn't hard to grow after COVID. Um, We couldn't meet for nearly a year and a half on Sundays in person. We tried our best online, and Zoom was our best friend. Um, But since we have regathered, we um, we have grown. We are rebuilding teams. We're still rebuilding teams. Um, But we, many of you sitting in this room, we didn't know... um, a year ago, 18 months ago. Um, We are a growing community of people. We love Jesus, love the Bible, and empowered by the Holy Spirit, seek to see his kingdom extended. And our initial mission statement said in Chelmsford, we appreciate and we recognize that some of you don't live in Chelmsford, but you live in the surrounding areas. So, you know, please know that you're part of us too. You know, we want to see the kingdom of God extended wherever we find ourselves, wherever we live. You know, we take training and teaching seriously in all contexts, be it here on a Sunday, in Vineyard Kids, uh, in youth, as part of the Grow Baby team, as leaders. Um, Over the last 18 months, we've done a deep dive into the book of Mark. We've looked at Old Testament heroes. We've read through some of the Psalms. We've looked at being empowered by the Holy Spirit. We have looked at how we can follow Jesus and do life differently, all taking um, the Bible seriously. And in order to make, train, and equip disciples and train up leaders, it has been a really packed year, 18 months. There's been a lot going on. Um, we, uh, we have welcomed many people to various different things that we've done, be it a hog roast that we had last September. For those of you that were here then, we're not doing one this year. That's why we're having fun in the park. For those of you that weren't here, there was an unfortunate case of food poisoning. So um, we've done hog roast many years in the life of our church, but most of us as the leaders now decide we don't ever want to eat hog again. Um, so, But we did invite many of our friends to the hog roast. Um, that's a whole other story. Uh, we had a light party. We've had fireworks nights. We had uh, last Christmas, the Christmas just gone, we had our first in-person carol service for three years because of COVID, which was pretty emotional. Um, 
We've had uh, men's curry nights, ladies' curry nights, many, many meals. Have you guys hosted other people in the life of the church in your homes? We've had five different newcomers' events, of which we've hosted over 30 people that have come along to those. We've baptized five people in the last 18 months, five people choosing to put their trust in Jesus and begin living for him, which is such a joy and a privilege. Um, and if you're here this morning and you haven't been baptized and you want to know what that, what that is, please do come and talk to us. Um, we've run two Alpha course, courses um, and a number of people that are now connected to us wouldn't be if they hadn't been on those um, courses. We've run a course called Vineyard Leadership Essentials for some of our leaders. We have been away to various different training environments. A little bit, we, and some people went to Cause to Live for in November, which Russ mentioned earlier is coming up again this November. There's been worship retreats. There's been uh, Ignite and Equip event, a Leaning in and Leaning Out event. There's been the Vineyard Leadership Gathering. There's been DTI. We've had regional... Uh, the Vineyard has put on regional training days for us as senior pastors, but also for kids' team, worship team, youth teams. Um, we internally have had leaders' meetings where we have trained uh, and got training. We have run potential leaders' training. Uh, we've run a parenting course. We have um, developed and overhauled our safeguarding systems and training so that they are robust and up to scratch. We've had the youth come and take over Sunday morning services. We have introduced regular all-in services. Um, we continue to emphasize small groups. Russ mentioned them already this morning. Um, if you're not in a small group, it's a place where you will make friends with people and hopefully go deeper in relationship with them and with God. Um, we've launched two online small groups this year. Um, I worked out this week that we've got 51 people who are regular attenders in small groups, which I think is pretty good because I know that there's some people who are part of our church that aren't in small groups. So, um, yeah, and th that doesn't include uh, our children that are plugged into Vineyard Kids, and it doesn't include uh, the Grow Baby team, which are a small group in their own right, aren't they, Pip? Um, we want everybody to be connected in a small group. In the midst of the last 18 months, Graham and I had a sabbatical last summer, uh, leading for 11 years. It was a few years too late, as in they're supposed to be every seven years, but um, we had an amazing summer. It was such a blessing to us and our family to have that extended time to decompress and to rest. And personally, I felt like my relationship with the Lord was put in an incubator, and I heard him speak more clearly than I had done for a long time. Um, and on that note, um, as the trustees, of which Graham and I are too, um, this coming summer, Russ and Pip are going to have their sabbatical as well. So we've got a few months to prepare and plan for that. Um, but do pray for them as they um, seek the Lord on what they're going to do in that time of extended rest. Um, and pray for us as we try and cover all the things that they do. Um, Okay, in creative and accessible ways, we want to worship God with our whole lives. And for us in the vineyard as well, worship specifically does include, especially includes sung worship. Um, for those of you that have been around a while, you've seen that our worship teams have, have expanded and contracted over different seasons. And we, we prayed specifically that God would raise up more worshipers and worship leaders. And you will have experienced and seen that over the last few months. Um, so we are so excited about that. We've had worship round a campfire. We've uh, 
introduced our evening service, Come Holy Spirit, which has just been such a joy. And we've also, September last year, we launched, oh no, October last year, we launched our early morning prayer meeting on Zoom, which there's a few of us that meet every Tuesday morning uh, to pray. You're more than welcome to come. The information is on the bulletin. Um, just to specifically dedicate that time. Uh, we've also hosted uh, a prayer space in a primary school, a little bit like the prayer space we did at the beginning of August here, if you were here. Creative uh, ways that we can encounter the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and this year has also been a year of camping. Um, the youth camped out last summer in the Hedges Garden, and then some went to DTI. We had our church camping weekend uh, this June, and then more youth camped at DTI this summer. So if you like camping then um, there was definitely a place for it this year in the life of our church. Um, and, and there's nothing like camping to deepen friendships, is there? Um, and we've had a couple of staff changes over the last 18 months. Um, Kate took over as our administrator a year ago. Thank you very much, Kate. Um, and Lydia was, we did, used to employ Lydia as our youth, youth pastor. Um, her decision to step down from being paid she hasn't stepped down from leading youth. She's nodding. Great. She hasn't stepped down from leading youth. Um, that was just a decision that we came to and that Lydia wanted to, to give her increased flexibility. Um, but she hasn't stopped doing what she's doing in a voluntary capacity. Um, and we have see, sought to be a blessing to our city as a community, loving our neighbours and serving those with less than ourselves. Um, we've, ha we've had a couple of different moments, more than a couple, over the last 18 months where we have specifically wanted to love Chelmsford and love our neighbours. And that's where we encourage small groups. We give them a budget to be able to bless the people that are connected to them. We had Bless Your Key Workers way back um, over, over a year ago where teachers were blessed, bin men, um, those who work in the criminal justice system, as a community of people, we were able to bless them in various different ways. Um, the Easter before last, so Easter 2022, we gave away 250 Easter eggs on Chelmsford High Street. This Easter, we ran an Easter trail in Central Park, again, where we met a lot of people. We put together uh, Christmas hampers. Um, I know that some, one small group did a makeover on someone's garden. The Women's Refuge had a cream tea. Uh, we provided has provided breakfast for a PE department in a secondary school, and we've given away hundreds of chocolate bars on Chelmsford High Street. We have sought to be a blessing to our city because we are blessed as Jesus' followers. We have grown and developed uh, in all that we're doing, and one of the areas that has massively grown and developed in the last 18 months has been Grow Baby. So Pip is going to come and share a bit about that. Okay, thanks. Livy said I've got five minutes, and if you know me, I could go on like for five days without Grow Baby. So I'm going to try and just rein it in. Um, so looking back over Grow Baby, if you don't know what we do, just quickly, um, the practicalities of it are that we give out pre-loved, good quality um, children's clothes for 0 to 11-year-olds to anyone who needs it, um, completely free plus big baby items like cots and buggies and things like that. We have a weekly Wednesday morning session um, in the town centre and also a, a monthly Saturday morning session. Uh, we're based really locally. So our vision for it is big. Um, it's one that we can't even begin to meet without a God who is bigger than us. 
Um, but we have seen his faithfulness and his provision time and time again. And our vision is that no child in Chelmsford would be without the clothes that they need. So as well as meeting the practical needs of clothing, we build community. Uh, we're a place where people can just stay and drop in and have a cup of tea and just connect with other people. The clothes that we give out are kind of um, given for the community, by the community, and we are often speechless about the number of donations that we have, uh, things that we're offered. Um, so our values um, for Grow Baby, just to let you kind of, because I can unpack that a little bit. They reflect something of Jesus, I think. Okay, so hopefully on the screen will be, these will come up. So the first one is that we give value and dignity, and we do this by making sure that what we give out is good quality, and so that people who perhaps don't have that much dignity in their lives and can come and choose and be part of a community. They're not done to, they become and they belong part of the community. And we're a place of refuge and safety. So a, a lot of the people that we work with and support week in, week out are refugees or asylum seekers or those fleeing domestic violence um, or those whom, who just um, would never have believed that they'd be in a position where they need to ask for help around clothes. Um, we're a safe space um, and a safe people. I was looking through a comment book that we have where people just, if they want to, they just kind of say what, you know, how we've helped them or, or say something about Grow Baby. And I was looking at it yesterday and someone had written in it, Grow Baby is always my safe space. Um, and uh, I love that people feel that about Grow Baby. Um, yeah, it's a place hopefully that people feel it is home. Okay, thirdly, no judgment. Anybody can come. You don't have to prove that you need um, clothes. You just come and you take what you want. Um, our team recently saw a comment on another social media website locally, and the person said it was the first time they'd come to Grow Baby, and the thing that stood out to them was that she experienced no judgment. Okay, we offer a warm welcome it ties in with one of our values here at Chelmsford Vineyard to be and to build authentic, welcoming community. And the same goes for Grow Baby. People come from all walks of life and they're all welcomed. Be kind. People don't always experience kindness. And some of the families that we meet and know experience like the opposite of that on a daily basis. And they come to a place um, where they experience kindness. Always generous. People are often staggered that it's that what we um, they can have and take is free, um, uh, that they don't have to document, um, you know, what they take. Some people, even a few people, when we were open yesterday, a few new people came and they took some things and they showed me the bag as if to kind of check, is this okay? And I'm like, take what you need, just go back for more, and they're kind of always a bit staggered. While we have the resources, people can take as much as they like, and I think. That generosity rubs off on people. Um, in a couple of weeks' time, I've got the privilege of going to a local um, independent school who last year um, chose Grow Baby to raise money. No, that's, is that right? Does that make sense? They fundraise for, for Grow Baby. And um, I'm going to their assembly just to say thank you and accept the cheque. They raised over £4,000 for us, which was phenomenal. Uh, they're people who are not part of this church. They're part of the community but they catch something of the kingdom of God and about how generous he is in what we do in Grow Baby. And they're like, we want to be a part of this. Um, we are a listening ear. Be a listening ear. It's so important that we can build trust with people 
um, and that people can share their joys, their fears, all that life throws at them. That's the volunteer team as much as the families. Um, just this week, we've been walking with um, some friends who are part of the team and part of the Grow Baby community through bereavement, through the birth of a new baby, through people facing illness. You know, that's just part of what happens. Every contact leaves a trace. This is kind of one of our little phrases that we have at Grow Baby. That whole thing that everywhere, if we know Jesus, we carry the aroma of Christ. Um, we carry that fragrance of Jesus. Um, so every contact, every time that we speak to someone, listen to someone, help someone, give them time, um, make them a cup of tea, um, every contact that we have, these are trace, we hope, of Jesus, of the Holy Spirit. So just to give you a really quick snapshot, okay, we have a volunteer team of about 20 people, some who know Jesus, some who don't, but who just love what we do. 20 might sound a lot, but spread along our sessions, it's not. So if anyone wants to get involved, come and chat to me later. We're always up for new people coming to join the team. Okay, a few stats. This week, on Wednesday alone, we had 43 families through the door. Um, and when I say families, that might be just a mum, it might be a mum and a child, mum and two children, it might be a mum and a partner, uh, it might be a gran and a child. So when I say 43 families, we easily have about 100 people, including children, through the door on most weeks. Uh, so more often than not, it's 30 to 40 families each time. Um, some other stats. So last year, from July to July, um, if you count a point of contact with someone, like an interaction with someone, as one thing. To say, for example, we see one person, they come every week for a month. We've seen them four times. We will have had 3,000 interactions with different people. Hopefully, those are interactions where people sense the presence of God. We've given out 74 buggies or prams, 12 double buggies, 13 high chairs, and over 1,500 clothing bundles. And those clothing bundles will generally not just be for one child. They might be for two or three or more children. So it's a lot of clothes. Um, we've had the privilege of working with and supporting a large number of Afghan refugees over the last couple of years, many who have now been rehoused or have been relocated elsewhere. And we had the joy of bumping into someone on Wednesday. We thought they'd been rehoused further afield or not rehoused, and they rocked up and they have finally been rehoused again in Chelmsford, which was a joy for everybody. Um, we're now regularly supporting newly located asylum seekers as well. So you might not be able to get there on a Wednesday or a Saturday, but you're part of Grow Baby just by being part of this church. Some of you guys in this church are here because of Grow Baby and being part of that community. It's kingdom stuff. We thank you when you give financially for the church. Some of that goes to Grow Baby and helps us to run. You can pray. That's what you can do for us. Um, if you can't make it on a weekly or a monthly basis, um, because every time that we meet, it's ordinary and extraordinary. It's natural and supernatural all at the same time. And sometimes our sessions are really super peaceful. Sometimes they're chaotic. It feels busy. And sometimes it feels like there's a clash of the kingdom. So please pray. Okay, I'm going to stop even though I could carry on. I could listen to you all day, Pip. Um, I think we need to do a Grow Baby Sunday. Remind me about that. Um, yeah, also we could pray because the building that we lease 
um, is falling apart. And at some point, we're going to need to find somewhere else. We have no idea where. So um, you can pray that God provides us with um, a building, maybe even to do Sundays and grow baby. That, that would be the dream. Um, again, that's not in any of my notes, sorry. Um, uh, before I pass over to Graham, the last bit of our uh, mission statement is to plant new churches. And as of yet, we haven't, but we are part of the Vineyard family, the Vineyard tribe of churches, and we are a church planting movement. It's how we exist here uh, in Chelmsford. Um, and uh, we believe that multiplication is central to the gospel. Uh, we would love to plant churches into communities so that people can meet Jesus. It's, um, research has been done to show that the best way to introduce people to Jesus is to plant a new worshipping community. Uh, you just have to read the book of Acts to see that that is true. Um, and as I say that, you might, you might um, have a feeling in your uh, tummy or in your heart. Um, it might be that God is stirring you to step up into leadership, maybe in the life of this church, or maybe God is calling you to plant a church into a different place, a different community. And if that's the case, then we would love to talk to you. It might not be now, it might not be in the next year, it might be in five years' time. But if you think that that might be somewhere uh, that, that God might be leading you, then you can never start training and planning uh, too soon. So um, we'd love to talk to you and to pray for you. We want to be a people, and we think we are, a people who are pursuing Jesus and living out the hope that captivates us. Hope has a name, and his name is Jesus. This goes back to what I was saying last week, for those of you that were here. Will we follow him? Will we make that decision every day to follow him, to choose to be more like Christ today than I was even just an hour ago? Are we captivated by him? I'm going to hand over to Graham. Thank you. As part of um, looking back, we always want to have a time in this service for a bit of reflection and uh, for one for me to thank all of you that have given to all that you have seen been going on um, over the last couple of years. As you can see, we may be small, but we seem to pack a lot in in the year. Sometimes we think we don't do very much, but when we look back, it's like, oh gosh, did we do that much? And actually, we have never in the life of this church said we can't do something because of money. Whether it be Grow Baby, uh, a need that has crossed our door, whether it's uh, an outreach event that we want to do, a giveaway. Um, when we have sat down as a leadership team um, and somebody said, I really feel we're called to do that, money has never stopped us. And that is down to God's amazing provision. And uh, especially, as we didn't meet this time last year, what you didn't know is that um, through COVID, our giving dropped massively. So I just want to do a little reflection first on the last couple of years so you can see. I would normally spend a bit more time, but again, we've, heard, we've got so much to cram in. And that isn't because of lack of transparency, as in we want to be transparent about how we spend uh, the money that's given to the church. But there's a limit to how much we can give you on a Sunday morning. So this is a flavor of uh, what we've done with the, the money that's been given. Um, if you have any questions or concerns, then please do come to me. There are 
accounts are published on the Charity Commission's website, so you can always look at our last audited accounts. But if you've got any concerns, then please do ask me, and I can go into more detail if you want. So, um, first, hopefully some numbers have come up. As you can see, in 2022, our giving um, dropped quite considerably. Now, you won't know that because I haven't got to the year before. But the year before was about the same as this year, about 80,000. So you can see our income dropped significantly in 21-22 during COVID. Um, but as trustees, we felt we were still called to serve the city. We're still called to do it. The need was greater. So therefore, we were quite happy to run with that deficit you can see of 19,000. Okay, happy might be the wrong word. But we, we knew that we were called to serve our city and we were incredibly blessed in previous years to have that cash to be able to continue the work of the church and you can see how that's that's made up that um, our, our income um, we have our income we we give away stuff we have operational costs of practical things we have ministry and training uh, obviously a large section is staffing and uh, then obviously the out net outcome was we have used reserves in the last two years. So just break that down a little bit for you so you can see sort of how it's made up in a nice little pretty chart because some people like charts rather than numbers. Um, I'll explain a few of those things for you. Away giving, what do I mean by that? What I mean is that it's something that we give from the church that doesn't benefit us as a community here. So it could be Grow Baby. We give 5% of our income to vineyard churches. We um, we give to a number of other charities here in Chelmsford. We support Made For More, the charity that goes into schools. We um, have a few people that volunteer for them, but also we give for them financially. We give to Food Bank each week, each month. We give to Fusion, which is a student support group. And we also give to a couple of overseas charities. One is Live Village, which Russ and Pippa visited. Uh, and, and now Russell, I think, is on the board of trustees there, but we give to them, who are a charity in South Africa that support children and have a community where they take in orphans. Is that, that right? I don't want to go too long because you could have a whole service about Live Village, um, which is a fantastic charity that we uh, firmly believe in. There is another one in India, which again works with children, and they take in children from the streets and they provide education called Love the One. So we're looking, um, they're the sort of things that we give to outside the church. It could be things more locally where um, we hear of somebody in need and we just respond to that need. So it does go up and down from year to year. And uh, if you think back at the last chart, it was about a £5,000 difference. That principally was Grow Baby because we didn't give as much from church funds last year as we have done in previous years because we were able to find other funding. So it does go up and down. But our aim is to give between 10 and 20% of our income away each year. And most of the time, I think if I average it, we're probably slightly over, but it, this year we're a little bit under. But that's okay because it's not about the number, it's about heart and need, and that's what we wanted to respond to. Okay, um, running costs are pretty obvious things like heat, light, power, um, uh, stationary, insurance, accountancy costs, things like that. The ministries and Sundays, obviously a large chunk of money comes here on a Sunday morning, equipment, um, and also uh, the events that we run, any kids, uh, youth, uh, alpha, 
fun in the park, whatever it happens to be, then we um, comes into that. Obviously, quite a large chunk goes to staffing. That is uh, Libby and myself. Libby is paid two days a week by the church, um, and two, two and a half days by the church, and one day by Vineyard Churches. So we do actually get some income from Vineyard Churches for Libby's third day. So of that staffing cost, some of it's actually reimbursed by Vineyard Churches and actually slots into our income. So it does get a little bit confusing and a bit distorted, but uh, we want to be transparent about that. I'm paid for two days a week. Then um, we have Kate paid for half a day a week to help us with administration. Pip is also paid two days a week, but her funding comes out of a different budget because it's funded by Growbaby. So although Pip, uh, as an associate pastor along with Russ, does huge amounts like overseeing kids, the paid element is mainly channeled towards um, Grow Baby. Uh, and uh, I'll show you a bit of Grow Baby's budget further on. That pretty much covers it. Another little green bit is obviously the loss or the deficit, however the language you like to, the shortfall, which we've topped up this year with, with reserves. Okay. Just a bit of a comparison so you can see over the last few years. You can see that at times we've, we've been uh, very blessed by income and we uh, had a big surplus in 2019, which is incredible timing because what we didn't know was what was coming up. And the blessing of that money has been incredible. That that extra bit of giving that came in 2019 has seen us through the last few years. And God's timing is incredible. We have a sort of a, uh, the trustees set a minimum level of reserves that we have to keep in the bank account before we start making cuts so that we maintain the church. And um, this, over the last two years, we've gradually headed towards that sort of baseline we're getting closer and closer and closer and we have literally gone all the way down and almost touched the line before we've started to come up it has come that close that last five thousand pounds was was like a little bit oh how's it going to work but god's provision through you guys has been incredible that as more people have come back after covid and have been giving then we have managed to keep going with everything that we feel called to do without having to stop anything which is amazing so if we extrapolate those numbers, you can just have a little bit of a see of what would come over next year. Um, I've separated the um, unrestricted funds, which is what people give to the life of the church, and Grow Baby is a separate column, so you can see. I'll start with Grow Baby. At the moment, we have £10,200 of restricted funds that have been given to Grow Baby that we have to, um, to use in this coming year. But as you can see, it's about half of what we need to run Grow Baby. But I'm not worried by that. I know that between what comes into the church and other funding, then we are pretty confident that Grow Baby will have a secure year. And we can see six months. We've got time. Um, when we look at the unrestricted funds and the operational costs of what we do here on a Sunday and the rest of the life of the church, you'll see that we are again going to be falling a little bit short this year with what's giving at the moment. But again, I'm confident that God will provide. I know that I've had another conversations with a few people that have already said that they're thinking of setting up a standing order and I am sure that by the time we get through the year that we will finish this year with a surplus, not a deficit because we step out in faith. We feel called to do this and we believe 
as we have seen over the last 12 years, that God will provide. But I do say, any of you that are listening to this or are in the room and haven't looked at your giving, that would be amazing if you did, because I will be putting a budget together. That was just me extrapolating the figures. I will try and put a budget to be approved by the trustees in the next few weeks. So if anybody knows that they're changing or circumstances have changed, then please do let me know, and then I can just put that into my spreadsheets, and then I can say to the trustees, this is the situation. This is where we think we're going to do. This is what we feel called to do. Can we keep going and do what we want to do? Um, yeah, that's what I want to say. That was very, very quick. I'm short of time. I'm happy to answer any questions you have got about what you've seen or anything that worries you or you want to dive into numbers, then I'm happy to do that or I'm happy to provide you with copies of the accounts. Our year end was the 31st of August and we're only on the 10th of September. So they are very draft because, <laughs> because it's um, been a bit of a rush as the kids only went back to school this week. But over to Libs. Great, thanks. The Lord knew what he was doing when uh, Graham and I got together because the last five minutes, you know, it's interesting, but um, I'm very grateful. I think we're all grateful, aren't we, Pippa and Russ, for Graham's uh, attention to detail when it comes to numbers. So, um, needless to say, we are incredibly thankful to God for his faithfulness, for his... Um, for all that he has done in and through us over the last 18 months. To God be the glory, great things he has done. And we invite you to join us as we step out into this coming year. And we will uh, look, more of, look at that more next week. So why don't we stand and we'll pray.